Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Uh, thanks so much for joining again this week. And I was going to start this apology or this episode off with an apology because I've been going a little pizza heavy lately. Uh, had, you know, a little uh, pitch pizzeria two weeks ago. We had La Solo Mio last week. And we're going pizza again this week. But I'm not going to apologize because it's pizza. And no one should ever apologize for pizza. So this week... We are going to be chatting with the owners and operators of Moots Pizza. That is Kane and Colin Atkinson. Guys, can you introduce yourself so we can get familiar with voices here? Yeah, uh, this is Kane Atkinson, and this is Colin Atkinson. Well, thank you so yeah. much for uh, for both coming on. I believe this is the first time I've ever had siblings on the <laughs> podcast, so you guys are, are breaking new ground here. All right. Yeah. Excited to be here. Um, okay, so I want to focus mainly on moots for this episode, but I feel like we can't really discuss moots without bringing up Kano and kind of getting into where this whole concept came from. So, Kane, can you maybe give me like a two-minute pitch on what Kano was and kind of the concept behind it? Yeah, um, so essentially Kano began um, as just a creative outlet for myself um, back in... 2016 in San Francisco, um, you know, ap- after traveling abroad and um, moving around with this kind of nomadic lifestyle for a few years, I um, didn't really ever have a chance to kind of express who I was as a cook and who I was as a chef, my style and things like that. So um, Kano was actually founded uh, as a way to showcase who I was and my style um, and kind of an oversaturated food city like San Francisco. And um, it started off as a way to express and showcase Nebraska traditions and cuisines. Um, so uh, that was kind of like my the the one thing I didn't see in San Francisco. I mean, they have every other cuisine and um, style of food there, and I thought it'd be really cool to show people what Nebraska food was to me. So that was how Kano was born. Um, did that in San Francisco for about a year and a half, two years, and then um, after that I – Moved to Japan, and then when I moved home, uh, it was actually Dave Utterback from Yoshitomo who was like, hey, man, oh, when, really? when are you going to do those dinners again? And I was like, uh, I don't know. It was like, it's kind of a big rabbit hole to go down, and um, he just kept bugging me. And then finally, uh, he's like, yeah, do one here. And I was like, all right. And so they kind of taken traction ever since. So, so it was like a pop-up fine dining uh Tasting menu. Yes, only. tasting menu. Yeah. Why can I not think of that word? Yeah, tasting menu yeah. type of deal. Um, very, very popular. Yeah. And yeah. obviously something that, you know, during these times of pandemic, that's not really available. But yeah. something that I really wanted to, before we move on real quick, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I, I saw a quote from you that said, when you were around 15 years old, a restaurant opened that really embraced the farm to table concept that really inspired you. Yep. What was that restaurant, and why did that, like, speak to you so much? Uh, so the restaurant was uh, the Boiler Room Restaurant, and this was back in 2011. Um, and, or sorry, excuse me, that's 2010. Um, and, yeah, I, it's just, honestly, the space kind of, like, just when I remember first walking in there, um, the space just kind of was like, whoa, I've never seen anything like this. And there was, like, chefs and chefs coats and you know breaking down fish and just kind of, I mean Omaha has never seen anything at that scale or that level until then mm-hmm. um, and so for me I was like whoa this is like big city stuff and granted what we were doing back then it was pretty groundbreaking but like it wasn't anything 
it was just like doing it how you should. Um, and I think that's what was kind of cool about that place was, you know, no one was squeezing fresh lemon juice for cocktails at that time. You know, no one was, uh, you know, hand peeling fava beans for eight hours straight. No one was like, there's just, there's no shortcuts taken. And there was like this super, super emphasized focus on like relationships with farmers and keeping things local as possible. And I think that was just really cool and and inspiring. Now, something that I think is so cool about Kano is it's very much a family affair. Yeah. You, we got the two brothers here. You guys have another brother, Kai, yep, who yep. worked there. Yep. Your mom and dad, Ruth and Brent, kind of worked at the front of the house. Yeah. Colin is is cooking and just being, you know, in the kitchen. Is that just part of the Atkinson blood? Yeah, I think that's safe to say by now. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess, like, as the younger brother, you always like to look up to the older brother and, and see what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, it's always been fun doing the dinners and... Uh, now we're moving to pizza, and he's kind of helping me out. So it's always kind of like we can help each other out, which is – and then we mm-hmm. have mom and dad, of course. I can always – mom's there for roles, and, like, it's nice Every to – Every other thing and yeah, breaking but, up fights and all that stuff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that I wanted to ask about because, like, the kitchen can be such a high-stress environment uh-huh. because there's so much going on, and you want to please diners. So, like – just between anyone, there's naturally, you know, some conflict. There are high tensions here and there. But then you throw brothers into the yeah. mix, and brothers just love to fight with one yeah. another. Like, how do you find that balance of, like, being firm with one another but not getting too personal and learning to forgive? Like, how does that work? I think we're still trying to find <laughs> yeah, I was say, I, We're the wrong people to ask on how it works. I mean, we're, we definitely we try our best, but, I mean, yeah, there's some times where, like, if I feel a certain way towards Colin, I'm just going to tell him. And which also I think kind of helps sometimes because you can just get it out. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to sit there and like let it marinate and then grow into something bigger. You can just, which is also the problem too, because then it's like, well, what do you really feel, Colin? And then it like, I mean, there's some, there's a lot of confrontation. I think it moving forward though, it, um, you know, Moots is a more simplistic, less, maintenance um pop up than Kano was mm-hmm. and I think uh, I mean obviously it has its own hurdles but um doing a simplified concept like this I think has really taken off a lot of this stress and edge um and you know I think more than anything I think a lot of the frustrations and stresses come from like not actually having a restaurant yeah. you know like we have to wash all of our delis by hand or my mom does. And, uh, <laughs> but like we, you know, there's just a lot of things that in a restaurant, you know, you have all this prep space and all this, you know, stuff you can l- utilize and equipment with us. It's like, we're, we're prepping out of like our home kitchen and, you know, archetype and, you know, so we're, there's a lot of like extra wasted movements in there that, you know, it's just something you have to deal with when you don't have a space, but we're, we're, we're learning, yeah. you know, every day is a learning process and, you know, no one, we don't have any quitters in the family, which is great. And I think that's what's special about it is that there are some times when things get out of hand and, but we all sit down and come back to our senses and, you know, go from there. And When you're able to kind of step back and look at it, how special is it to have that kind of family experience? Because that is something that is so rare to just have such a close knit bond where you're not only you know, living together and sharing life, but, but working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, it's really nice too, because I can talk to Kane about things that I can't really like explain to other people mm-hmm. and they, 
with Kane, I can kind of talk to him, and he kind of gets the background. No, I don't have to, like, fully explain. Like He, he gets, he it, yeah. gets mm-hmm. it. So it is nice to have, like, someone around that you can talk to, I guess, is what it comes down to. But mm-hmm. Well, I think just the food dynamic to our family has been pretty well integrated since day one. Um, so, it, it, I mean, food is, you know, when we were little, we used to sell – or every Christmas we'd pick a different country and celebrate, you know, we'd dress up how that country dresses up during holidays. We exchange gifts that they would exchange. We cook traditional dishes that they would cook. And so, I mean, and we were doing that since we were like little, little kids. And so food's always kind of been like a pretty mainstay of our family and kind of something that brings everybody together. And so I think, you know, this just seems kind of natural and, you know, it, we might take it for granted, I'd say, oftentimes, because you don't realize how special it is. It's just been something that's... It's just normal it. life for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And But, I mean, we do, like, yeah, the support I have from my mom and dad and Kai and Colin, and, like, it's... I wouldn't trade it for the world. And, I mean, it is easy sometimes to forget, like, you know, how close these people are and how nice it is to have these people around. All right. Let's get into moods, because... Yeah. Around mid-April, I started just, my Instagram timeline started becoming populated with images of just these wood-fired pizzas that looked incredible. They just had these nice big dough bubbles, like the like the black and charred areas, these pepperoni like cups just mm-hmm. all crisped up. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I need to get my hands on it as soon as possible. And that, of course, was Moots. That was kind of when it was first getting going. So, Colin, can you kind of hit me with the origin story? How did you guys, once once Kano, like, that wasn't going to happen for the time being, how did you transition to Moots? Yeah, so I always was super interested in pizza and always wanted to have, like, my own spot one day. And uh, with the wood fire ovens, it's, it's hard to – invest that much money into actually like the big Mugiini oven that Mm -hmm. uh, we all know and love. And so I had to start small with, uh, I got a rock box and uh, I was just making pizzas in my backyard, mainly just for myself uh, with like the whole quarantine thing that happened. I was like, I'm going to buy a big bag of flour and I'm just going to, you know, live off pizza for the next (laughs) couple of weeks. And then uh, Kano was doing the pasta meal kits uh-huh. and uh, I was kind of helping him out with that. And so I had dough on hand and uh, me and Kane just started throwing some pizzas. Well, he just and showed up one day to the pasta meal kit, like delivery prep day and was like, yeah, I brought some pizzas do- or pizza doughs for afterwards to make pizza. And yeah. And so it, it kind of just turned into, you know, we were just making some pizzas in the backyard and then uh, I think we realized, like, how fun it was, again, to make pizza. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it turned into, like, we were giving them to our friends, and then they were, like, posting them. And uh, we kind of got this demand for pizza, and we weren't, like, fully quite selling it. So it was kind of a – not as it wasn't started as a joke, but, like, you know, like Colin said, we always had wanted to do it. And then um, – we were just more after like perfecting, you know, Colin and I have been tinkering with the rock boxes for like a while now. And I, honestly, I thought they were a hoax at first because I had never seen a good pizza come <laughs> out of them. And then like, I don't know what happened just one day, like or 
I don't, I mean, we were kind of doing the same recipes. We've always, Mm -hmm. I mean, we tinker it here and there, but then like, we just started seeing, like we started figuring it out and, um, it was like, damn, these are great. So we just started, I told Colin, let's just give them away to people and just tell them post on Facebook and see if we can get like a demand. And we actually, we gave away 400 that week. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. And then there's people like, where is this place? Where, where can we buy these pizzas? at? And we're, again, it was kind of started as a way to like, we were just tired of eating pizzas. We just want to see if we could get like the perfect one. And then, yeah, it just turned into like, all right, let's run with it. And, and it was funny. We had the, the neighbors walking down and like kind of peeping their heads like, what's going <laughs> yeah. on? Well, they would, always, they would always have interest like, oh, what are, you, what are you guys doing? And making pizzas, like, come on up. We'll give you one. And they're like, oh, we just ate. And it's like, all right. What you know, like it's a weird time just walk into someone's garage and grab right, a pizza yeah. and you don't know them. And, uh, but like the guy next door to us, he's a construction guy and He's like, yeah, I'll take a meat lovers. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, like, here it is. And then he started telling everybody in the block. And then, I mean, we almost were selling out just by the neighbors mm-hmm. uh, coming up and ordering pizzas. So it was kind of cool. It was like, well, yeah, let's just keep doing it. And um, neither of us had jobs. So it's not like we had anything else going on. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just make pizzas. Yeah. yeah. I was actually uh, over at WD with uh, yeah. Piero. Yeah. And uh, I was helping him out. And then this all hit and then it was kind of just a change of pace but uh go yeah. eat at wd fit or wd yeah. cravings oh my gosh wd cravings yeah we yeah. can throw in a, a plug for them yeah That's fantastic the i can't hype them up enough yeah. so we love them i actually just came from wd <laughs> cravings right <laughs> nice. now my my, uh, my wife needed a little pick-me-up this afternoon so we got her some chocolate wine cake nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah i told nice. colin i was like should we go it's like our i mean i just wish it wasn't so far out <laughs> We live in Midtown, and yeah, um, but I'll drive there. Oh yeah, every I'll morning if I have to. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The scary thing is, I live like five minutes from it. We live over off Maple, off, and yeah, dangerous. it's it. Oh, it's so dangerous with the breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> anyway, so we've we've transitioned now into a full WD cravings segment yeah. here. <laughs> um, getting getting back to moots. So now you guys, you're offering them to to friends, neighbors, family, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. You guys now take weekly orders online. How many pizzas are you sell in a week? Who um, we've done fourteen hundred pizzas cow. in the past uh, like month. Well, right? April awesome. April fourteenth was our first. So yeah, about a month and a week or month and a week and a half. So fourteen hundred. Um, it's crazy. My like basement is just full of pizza boxes now yeah. like it uh used to have a drum set and a cool studio down there <laughs> and now it's, it's like pizza. yeah but you know honestly i'm it's like colin said it, it's just something that's really fun and it it's really not like work honestly like when you're just sitting there in your garage and you got music playing and um we've hired four of my buddies to be pizza delivery drivers mm-hmm. and um it's been fun because they you know they need some extra money here and there and so it's cool like they deliver pizzas for us, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of a it, cool little. It is kind of crazy how it all came together. Yeah, like this whole pandemic, you know, it's it's really like this is what we had, and it came down to like we were getting scrappy with it. Yeah, we pulled together, and yeah, yeah it's, made it it's, work. To be honest, when I because I had the rock boxes, I was kind of playing with pizza for a while, and we had talked about doing pop ups with it. And I never thought that it would be, like, a delivery. Yeah. Like, I would have never thought, like, told you that this is how it would have started. But mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. Well, and it's funny, too, because 
like with the Kano concept, um, I mean, we were like, we had a, a lease in our hands ready to sign, you know, like mm-hmm. we were ready to open and, uh, or start construction and get ready. And then, yeah, this all hit and not saying it's made me, I, I have often rethought like, <laughs> is Kano even a, a thing anymore? Like, do we need to do this? But you know, it was just funny to see you go from fine dining to like your truck smells like pizzas all the time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's a cool, I'm just fortunate we were able to pivot the way we were, uh-huh. uh, kind of a blessing. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna, that was something I wanted to ask you about because you kind of hit like you went from one, like end of the dining spectrum to the complete other, yeah. like there's, you know, a tasting menu and then there's like somebody's grabbing a piece of pizza you know before they get on the subway or something like those are just so opposite was it like was it weird for you to do that at all or was it just kind of natural because you guys have talked about you know you just almost kind of like fell into it yeah it in my opinion i thought it was it was weird at first you know i think there was kind of this like ego that i still had just kind of lingering where it's like no you want to be like the badass chef still but at the same time like Pizza and pasta, like, those are both really, really close, sentimental Mm -hmm. uh, food items to me. And, um, you know, the way we we do pizza, I wouldn't say it's like your New York slice style. You know, so there is a a level of, like, you know, pride in that pizza. And, you know, I told Colin, that's just really what it comes down to. Let's just take a lot of pride in where we source the ingredients, um, the starter, the dough itself, you know, how we work the ovens and how we brand it. And I think that was kind of a way we were able to take something, you know, go from like fine dining. I mean, if you look at what Kano is, it's all just, sorry, uh, it's all just kind of how you make things appear. You know, it's all very much the experience and very aesthetic heavy. And um, so I was like, it's kind of the same thing with pizza. You know, you, you brand it properly, you put a lot of time and effort in making sure it looks nice. And then that your product is just, it's a good product. And I, feel like we've done an okay job with the the pizzas. I mean, some haven't been as glorious as others, but we're learning. They've all been pretty glorious (laughs) from what I've seen. Uh, Now, Colin, how, when you're just experimenting by yourself, how did you determine that was the style of pizza you wanted? Because there's so many different kinds of pizza. There's New York, there's Thin Crust, there's Deep Dish, there's Neapolitan, there's Wood Fired, which is what you kind of decided on. What drew you to that style? Well, uh... I've I've got a couple heroes on Instagram. I know uh, I've eaten at Una in New York, mm-hmm. which he's a huge inspiration. Um, there's another guy, Lionel uh, Salvor, and he's he just like crushes the pizza. Italian and, guy. Yeah, there's another guy, um, Carlos San Marco. They all just have like Savoy in Tokyo. Pretty much just the pizzas you can't get, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like I would have to buy a ticket and fly somewhere to get it and uh it just kind of sucks that like that's the case and I kind of wanted to bring that here and uh but at the same time you know what those guys do is they locally source everything around them so if I were to like import everything would I really be doing it like the way they would Mm -hmm. you know so I try to you know take what's around me like what's Nebraskan and uh apply that to the pizza even if it's like a side of ranch with your pizza, like that's what's uh, good in Nebraska, mm-hmm. and that's like what we do. And so, uh, yeah, I'm not going to shame you, like if you want ranch. <laughs> yeah. 
which I think was another kind of outlook that we both had um, to kind of capitalize on Colin's point of just like trying to source as much locally as possible. And um, cause that was kind of one way we kept it true to like the Kano uh, concept, you know, mm-hmm. is that we wanted to kind of not piggyback it, but you know, like Colin said, you know, like Italy, the reason why they, it's, they have their standards and, that's great because it's like you're in Italy and you want to use those certain tomatoes. You want to use the, that certain flour yeast crust. You right. want it to cook in this time. And, you, you know, they have their stamp of approval. And I told Colin, it's kind of like when you go to uh, France, you know, they, their AOC uh, level of standard or like, you know, in Champagne, you can only get Champagne there. Um, mm-hmm. And I was telling Colin, like, why don't, you know, like instead of us trying to live up to like the Italian DOP standard, like, Let's just create our own standard and kind of like, you know, their tomato, like in Italy, that pizza is the best pizza you've ever had because it's like you're there, it's Italian product, you know, it all makes sense. But for us, it's like, you know, let's try to source as much as we can. You know, obviously it's impossible to source everything locally. And, right. um, but, you know, we, we try to work as with as many small producer farmers as possible. And, you know, they need the help too right now more than anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Um, yeah, it's a makes it unique. Yeah. So it's one thing to go from Colin experimenting in his backyard and and making pizzas to producing several hundred a week yeah. and taking orders and hiring delivery people. Like when you make the decision, okay, we're gonna try and make this a business. Like, where do you even go next? How how do you like figure out? How are we going to make all these pizzas every week? How are we going to, you know, change the website so we can take orders yeah. for it? Like, where do we even go next? That was a, and I think we're also still figuring that out too. <laughs> yeah. um, it's hard because, you know, again, we go from, you buy a $200 a person ticket a month in advance to like having to teach people that have never used our platform for ordering how to order like that. Um, mm-hmm. and thankfully like talk is who we use and they were able to transition from a ticketed pop-up fine dining system to a delivery to go. So they kind of took on a lot of the load there. Um, but the first week we did it, we took orders for two weeks straight and, uh, it was a huge mistake. I mean, it was like <laughs> way too much, but we had to figure out how to get through it. And that was kind of intentional. Like I told Colin, like, we're going to do it for the first three days and it's going to suck. But the thing is after those three days, you'd probably just call it quits and say, let's just never do this again. Mm-hmm. But like, because we stuck through it for two weeks straight, it was kind of like you were forced to iron out kinks. And there was days Colin was cooking pizzas by himself. And there was days I was cleaning up by myself and getting uh, stitches and getting <laughs> stitches. Yeah. And so, um, but again, it was one of those things like you just have to, you just know like there's going to, it's going to be hard, but, um, again, you have, you can't like throw in the towel at the first side of fire, you know, like you have to really like sit down. I mean, there's a lot of conversations we've had as a family where it's like, you know, you don't want to look each other in the eye cause you're still pissed off about what happened or, uh-huh. you know, and it's hard because it's something that like Colin's diehard passion about I'm diehard passionate about. And we both have the common interest of like, we want to make this the best as it possibly can be. It's just, there's a lot of times when, you know, uh, we had a delivery driver accidentally back in and hit someone's car on a delivery. And it's like something you don't think about as a, you know, you're thinking, 
yeah, it's going to be fine. Like these guys have all been driving for 11 years and you know, you can't make this shit up. Sorry, but like you can't make it up. It's, uh, you know, so there's a lot of things that you just have to like iron out and get through. Um, and then you realize it's, it was worth it after you get on the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I was going to say with Enrique, he actually, we had a kid, uh, helping us with delivery. He had like four pizzas in the to-go bag and he had them all upside down. <laughs> oh no. So there's, yeah. Lot, <laughs> Stuff just happens. A lot of yeah, curveballs you got yeah. to look out for. Well, and it's like, I told Collins, like you can't get mad at him cause you never said this is the way you have to hold him. <laughs> like you, it's one of those things you don't think you have to say, but there's a lot of things that you just, you have to remind yourself that like you were assuming, you know, you're, you assume a lot and then it. Once you actually start getting the nuts and bolts going, you have to step back and realize there's a lot that you didn't think about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the name Moots. I know that that's your nickname, Colin. Yeah, that's where yep. the name for this business came from. But I need the backstory behind the nickname now. Yeah. So it's like a, a family name. Probably been calling me like Moots since I like before I could talk. Mm-hmm. So. To be honest, like, I don't, I think it was a lot of just, like, kind of baby talk, kind of like when you're, like, yeah, I don't know, like, coochie, moochie, yeah. mo- and it kind of just, like, morphed into moots. Um, Our aunt and that was a thriving business. Yeah. <laughs> well, our, uh, Kane's two years older. He might have a better. Our just, our aunt and uncle, yeah, coochie, moochie, and then moochie, and then it just kind of, like, slowly turned into yeah. moots. Um, Which, yeah, I'm not really 100% sure, like, the meat, like, if there is any meaning, I think it's just kind of... It's an inside family thing. We yeah. won't tell them here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think it just, kind of like the baby talk that turned into moots. Which, yeah. Wait, and, yeah, moots is just kind of stuck, like... We I had a... I used to work with another Colin in the kitchen, too, uh, Colin Kentop, and... Yeah. Uh, so it was always like, you know, Colin with a K or Colin. And mm-hmm. so they just turned into, moots. I was Moots. He was Colin. So then it kind of, and I think once it was in a work environment too, it wasn't so much just like a family nickname anymore. It was like a lot more outside people started calling me Moots. I, I think it's one of those names that just works because it's like one syllable. It's quick. It's interesting because you've never heard of something right. by that name before. So you hear it and you're like, Moots, what is that? Yeah. And then you see a picture of the pizza, and you're like, okay, I'm in. So it, yeah. it worked out very well. Well, I know like a lot of people say like mozzarella or like. Oh, like see, moots. I hadn't even thought about yeah, that. But, I uh, like that. Yeah, it's always funny. Well, my buddy in, in Jersey, he was like, you know, everybody in Jersey calls mozzarella moots. And I was like, it was kind of a, you know, unintentional yeah. nickname, but it, yeah, it just stuck. And like you said, I mean, it's just like, you just need something that people are going to remember quickly, you know, one syllable, loud, quick, and uh, moot. It's like easy one to roll off the tongue. It's yeah. not like, wait, what was it? Or, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, this problem with, like, Kano, it's always like, how do you pronounce, is it Kano? Is it, you know, it's just, <laughs> moot's is simple, easy to yeah. pronounce. And Okay, there, there are two two menu items that we need to discuss here. The first is the... I believe it's even called the Roni Cups pizza. It's a pepperoni pizza, yep. but you guys use these these tiny little pepperonis. They're like little discs. Yep. And in that wood fire process, they crisp up into like little bowls. Mm-hmm. They just hold grease yeah. and add texture, and they are so superior to big pepperonis. Like yeah. I can't even put it into yeah. words. How did you decide on 
that style of pepperoni because whenever I see that, like on Instagram or anything, I'm just like, I'm in. That's all I need. I'm in. Um, I will say uh, I've always loved the pepperonis too. Um, the only place I knew in town where I could get them was like Virtuoso. Yep, Virtuoso. Which, that was my first experience. Yep, I love their pizza. It's great. Sliced pizza. Um, I wish they were open later, but yeah, we but, love the Lasolis. Mm-hmm. I, but I just looked into it. It's a uh, Izo pepperoni. They're uh, they're great. It's super consistent, and uh, yeah, I I always like doing uh, like the we we were doing uh, Lucas's uh, Lucas Severson's pepperoni mm-hmm. for a while, which is always great. Um, it's delicious. It's yeah. just it ran into a point where like Boiler Room was running out of pepperoni, mm-hmm. and they wanted to reopen. You know, obviously as most restaurants do, and. They didn't want to have like their entire charcuterie chamber emptied out by <laughs> Luke's pizza. pizza. So yeah. um, Luke was like, "Hey man, I I can't sell you guys anymore." And then we had always had the idea of doing the char and cut. We just wanted to support Lucas and Boiler. We love those dudes. And um, yeah, so. yeah, no, I love the pepperoni. So the roni cups, yes, yeah, cup and char, yeah, which is cool too. Because again, like I don't, I, it was one of those things where. Uh, you know, I I think we were kind of scared to do it at first because, like, we wanted everything to be, like, you know, locally purchased and sourced. But um, it was kind of one of those, like, you know, Beauty and the Beast where it was like, you know, it actually, like, people like them. And honestly, I think for that style of pizza, it is really nice because you get a bunch of smaller ones on there instead mm-hmm. of, like, the mm-hmm. larger. Yeah, but the bigger ones. ones, you know, when you top them, it's like you can see you had six pepperonis. But, you know, with the... The Ezo or the cup and char. It's yeah. just like, yeah, you got like 50 yeah. pepperonis on that old pizza. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're delicious. Like you said, I mean, they like, they cup up, they have that crisp texture. They have that little char note holding all those little pockets of grease that yeah. are just delicious. Don't act like you don't like it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you, you're shameful about liking it, yeah, but you definitely, you definitely like, like it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And then second item that we have to talk about, and this is something that runs in the family. Mom's dinner rolls. Yep. So when I first made my order, I, I ordered a couple pizzas. And I remember I saw the dinner rolls on there. And I was like, dinner rolls? That's kind of weird. Like, I would not expect to mm-hmm. have that with pizza. So I didn't get any. And then I read Sarah Baker Hansen's review. And she was just raving. She's like, these are the best rolls I've ever had. Yeah. Like, this is a must add. So I actually messaged you guys. And I was like, hey, can I add this on? And you were awesome and added it on there. Yeah. So now I need the story behind the dinner rolls because... I now am an advocate as well. These things are fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, the reason why we do them with the pizzas, uh, it was kind of like our take on, like, garlic knots. That's why we, we normally serve them with, like, our own house culture butter at the Kano dinners, and it's uh, its own thing. But um, here is, like, you know, that's honestly, I feel like half the reason people come to Kano dinners is just to eat those rolls. I don't <laughs> think any other dish in the dinner matters. And uh, so, yeah, it was kind of our take on, like, garlic bread or garlic knots it was, like, here, we'll do the the dinner rolls with garlic butter and it'll kind of be like that missing void there. Um, but yeah, my mom has been making those rolls for like every special family get together dinner since we were little kids. And I always tell people at dinners, like it just wouldn't be a special dinner if we didn't have them here. And I remember um, the first Kano dinner we ever did, we had the dinner rolls on the menu. And I just remember like conceptualizing this menu so highly and just making sure everything was so perfect and then no one shut up about the rolls not no one cared about any other dish on that menu except those damn rolls 
And <laughs> it was just funny because it, it, bread has that like, I mean, it's sustained life for years, yeah. you know, thousands of years. And so it's funny that like, it's something so simple, but like the act of breaking, you know, tearing rolls apart is like a kind of a nice family, like feeling, you know, being around the dinner table, pulling rolls apart. And, um, so yeah, and my, I give a hundred percent credit to my mom. She makes them, uh, I've gotten the recipe from her. I, it doesn't work the same. It's just one of those things like mom has to mom, make them. Mom has them. Yeah. And she's, she kills it. It's funny. She has like, she works just about as many hours as we do, if not more now doing yeah. all the role production. So, and she hasn't switched her method at all. It's like no. the same way she's done it yeah. ever since. I keep telling her like, Hey, we got a bigger mixer now. Like we could, Nope, this is how I do it. And it's just, all right, <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? Uh-huh. So. And that garlic butter is mm-hmm. just like the perfect compliment. So we we finished up our rolls, and we had a little bit of butter left. And we were, like, my wife and I were just, like, rationing it yeah. over days. We are like, we don't want to use the rest of it. And then it starts, like, moving around the fridge because we're trying to, like, hide it from each <laughs> other. So the other person can't use it between meals or whatever. Just, yeah. yeah, the dinner rolls are excellent. If you get an order from Moots, definitely throw some of those on there. You won't be sorry. Mm-hmm. And I think something that I want to note real quick, this is just kind of random throwing it in there, but I think anyone listening might say, okay, you know, delivery pizza, that can, or even the rolls, they're best served warm. Mm-hmm. When it's delivered, that can get a little bit cool. First of all, I didn't really find that to be the case. I thought the pizza was still warm when it arrived. But you guys also provide instructions. You can throw the pizzas in the oven for three or four minutes, whatever it is. And they came out just melty, charred goodness, just absolutely perfect. So anyone who's worried about delivery style pizza, this isn't Domino's. This isn't Pizza Hut or anything. This is still very high quality. Yeah, (laughs) definitely not DiGiorno either. Yeah, I think that was kind of our... um, I think as any true, like, pizza fanatic can say, I mean, these pizzas definitely are far superior just straight out of the oven. And that's why we just tell people, like, look, just throw them in the oven for a little bit just to get them a little crisp on there because um, it's actually funny, like, opening those pizza bags, how much steam comes out of it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy how much heat is in those. But we always do recommend, you know, it's nice just to have it, like, just crispy on the edges mm-hmm. and Mm-hmm. It's not nece- necessary. Like we were eating them cold the other day, but uh, it's definitely, you know, if you if you have the time, it does help a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this next question might not really have an answer, but like, what is the future of Moots? And I have a feeling you guys are kind of just playing it by ear. You know, it kind of depends on what this whole pandemic looks like. Things are starting to open back up now, yeah. so you might not have an answer to that question. But just like as you see it now, like. Where is this going forward? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you kind of answer that one, All right. I guess. Uh, it's tricky. I mean, so we, we've we been trying to open Kano for, in Omaha for like almost two and a half years now, and we've gone through a lot of different spaces and a lot of different architects and designers and stuff like that. Um, I think the first and foremost goal used to be let's get Kano open and uh, and then Moots can slowly trickle after that. That was always kind of the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this pandemic, as everybody knows, has taken any plans you ever had and flipped them on their head. So, <laughs> and it, honestly, um, there's a lot of politics and inside stuff with it. But I think uh, I think the way it's looking right now, I think Kano's going to get put on the back burner for a little bit, and I think we're going to move forward with Moots. Um, and, you know, I have my thoughts of opening Moots before Kano, but I think, honestly, with 
the way the economy of the world and everything is, uh, if we were to open Kano first, we would still have to have Moots on the back burner ready to come in and save Kano. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I just told Colin, like, maybe let's just get Moots open first. We'll get, uh, you know, some money kind of generating through there. Um, Moots is such a small concept. I mean, it's five pizzas, one oven, two people, you know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of going to be the concept for it. And, you know, we're not going to distract it with pastas or anything like that. It's just, it's going to be five pizzas, a salad, a prosciutto plate, red wine, white wine, Prosecco, Peroni, and Bushlight, like maybe a dessert. Um, and it's really, it's going to be designed that like there's one server, there's a dishwasher, there's one guy making pizzas. Um, it's fast casual. Uh, you can come pick it up and I don't think we're going to be delivering, uh, <laughs> try to avoid it once we get open, but um, yeah, I think Moots is probably going to get open first. Um, just kind of also the pure concept of Moots is a very low cost of opening versus Kano where, you know, it's all about the finishes, all about the details and stuff like yeah. that. So we're hoping that um, we can get Moots open within the next year. Uh, Kano, again, I mean, there's just so much unknown and a concept like that is risky as it is. Mm-hmm let alone uh, in this time. So. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a couple more questions as we wind down here, but I think it's really important that we take this time right now where if people want to get their hands on moots and if they've listened to this conversation mm-hmm. and they don't, then they have <laughs> some kind of issue that I'm glad I don't have. Um, They're not you, immune. <laughs> you, you guys recently did a pop-up at Night Owl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be something consistent going forward. I, they've kind of been switching week by week, but how can people get their hands on Moots Pizza and order it. I will say I hope Night Owl invites us back. That was such a yeah. fun time. Yeah. Like, one it, of the funnest yeah. nights. And we love Noah and the whole staff there. So uh, if you guys are listening, yes, we'd love to come back. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to order, uh, you can order. Um, honestly, the easiest way to do it is just go through the Kano Omaha Instagram account. Mm-hmm. You can just hit res- – there's a button where it says, like, message – email or reserve if you just hit that reserve button it'll go straight to um the web page where you can order uh in advance and um it'll have the menu once you go there you can type in on your info your delivery info and then it'll come up with the menu um or there's a link in uh moots uh underscore um instagram page i guess look out for us on instagram the Mm -hmm. links are usually in our bios yeah Mm -hmm. i mean that would be the easiest. You can go to canoomaha.com and there's a reserve or there's a link to the reserve. And if you go to mootsomaha.com, it'll just take you straight to the reserve page as well. But awesome. Instagram's the best. There's also like any news that we're, you know, things like night owl or events like that we'll always have on there. And um, we do have an email list as well. But yeah. Awesome. Instagram. Yeah. Well, you guys have been wonderful guests. Before I let you out of here, I want to ask you two questions that I just like to ask anyone in the restaurant industry just because I think it's it's so fascinating. I'll start with you, Colin. Yeah. What is one thing that you wish diners or people outside of the restaurant industry knew about working in it? Uh, I would say, well, like with the pizza, I, I think like a – a big part of it is like, you know, little Caesars does a pizza for five bucks, you know, and I do like a Buffalo chicken one for 20. Mm -hmm. And I know like a lot of people, 
you know, they, they, they think it's, it's pizza, but a lot of like what you're paying for is the craft and, um, the quality and, and, and how much work I put in. And the other thing is like, at the end of the day, it is just like me and Kane and my mom, like I stamp the boxes, I fold them, like I make the pizza dough, Mm -hmm. like we pretty much do everything. So I think that that's like one that would kind of, I guess the devil in the details. Yeah. Well, and also, like, comparing a Moots pizza to Little Caesars is like comparing the Mona Lisa to something I would draw. <laughs> like, uh, it's just, it's, yeah. you can't even put them in the same right. sentence, I would Time say. Time and a place, you yeah. know. Um, Which, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'll eat a Little Caesars pizza every once in oh, a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Discrediting and I'm no the, yeah, Little Caesars, it, it has its place, too, but it's a different spectrum. It's a different yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Okay, and what would you say? You know, I would, I would say, uh, any, I don't know. I think kind of like what Colin said. I just, um, and that's kind of the. I don't know. I just tell him that's how you know you're doing a really good job is when no one ever sees like, you know, it's like a duck on the water. You know, they're just mm-hmm. gliding, but the feet are kicking as hard as they can. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's. I'd always kind of tell Colin like that's the beauty of it. Like when people don't think it looks hard it means you're doing a really good job at making it look easy um but yeah i mean i think i think yes not everybody understands always how much time and work and conceptualization goes into just a pizza um and i think that was kind of funny with you know i'd say even with colin like um colin always had a lot of input on kano and helping out but i don't think colin ever saw like you know, having to create the email blast, the Instagram posts, getting photo shoots set up, getting, there's a lot of organization behind the scenes that people don't see. They just see the finished product. And so I think it was kind of a good opener for Colin too, to see that like, yeah, you have to stamp your own boxes and print out your own delivery sheets, you know, make sure that like there's pizza bags and little menus for the instructions. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, like we said, it's just all the, the little, uh, the little details that go unseen um, mm-hmm. is something that, you know, I wish people outside would also be able to just see yeah, or, or just understand. It's you know? one thing to be a home cook. It's another thing to run a business. <laughs> right. And I had a, a good buddy of mine tell me the other day, I was, he's a fine dining guy in San Francisco. And we were talking about how it's like, do I really want to like open a pizza shop? Like you do all this extravagant, like go and work at all these restaurants and then you come back and open a pizza shop. But he was like, man, the art of art is business. And yep. I, I think that's right on the head of, you know, it, it. you can do something as cool as you want, but, like, the business is what is the is the real art of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, to get you guys out of here on a positive note, what is each of you's favorite thing about working in the restaurant industry? Uh, I guess you get to do what you love. Like, I love making pizza. Like, mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, it's crazy. I think, like, there are people out there that, like, clean toilets and stuff every day. And, like, I'm blessed to be able to make pizza and, like, hang with my brother. And, uh, yeah, honestly, I couldn't ask for more. I think uh, I think it's just the feeling of gratification. You know, like, when you drop that pizza in front of someone or you go knock on their door and they answer, it's, you don't realize, but, like, you just... Like, I have issues cooking for myself at home sometimes, just for one person. But, like, if you have 
three little kids and a spouse that you have to cook for, like the feeling of just like dinner's figured out tonight. Mm-hmm. Like when you come up to the door with five pizzas, they're like, that's a cool feeling. And, you know, I always say like it's scientifically proved that carbs make you happy. Don't look it up, but just take my word on it. Like, <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, you eat a big bowl of pasta or like a big pizza, you're cloud. You're nine. in a good place. Yeah, yeah, you're like, you're happy. And I think during this time, especially like, whatever we can do to bring a smile to someone's face, whether it's some garlic bread and, or, you know, garlic butter and roast rolls or whether it's a margarita pizza, you know, I just, food's just there to make people feel good and happy. And um, I think that's the best part about it. I don't think there's a better way to end the episode than with a quote like that. That was absolutely perfect. Uh, Colin and Kane, thank you so much for coming on today. This was a total blast. Yeah, thanks Thanks for for having having us. us. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, so listeners, thank you for listening. Um, Moots Pizza, like they said, follow them on Instagram, get inspired by these images, and then get on that weekly, weekly ordering service because you want to at least give this a try. Trust me, this has full stamp of approval, full endorsement from me for whatever that's worth. But anyway, as always, thanks for eating with me.